Hi guys, I have my son Bill Bronchick here for Mother's Day. He was so nice to come in, so I figured I'd take advantage of this. I heard him on the phone talking about the Dodd-Frank stuff, and there's so much confusion about it, so I thought I'd, you know, pump him for answers so that you guys uh, could get the, the real skinny on what you have to know about Dodd-Frank. So thanks, Bill, for taking the time to do this for me, and of course, for thanking you for coming for Mother's Day. Was my your... pleasure. Okay, so... You know, I heard you on the phone, first of all, talking about lease options. And um, so you're saying with lease options, Dodd-Frank doesn't come into play. Is that correct? Generally so. So when does Dodd-Frank come into play? It's a limited circumstance. It's when, A, you're selling. So anytime you're buying, it's irrelevant. When you're selling and you're selling to someone who's going to live in the property as an owner-occupant as their primary residence. So it doesn't apply if you sell to someone a piece of land or it doesn't, it doesn't apply if you sell to someone a commercial property. Um, or another investor. Or another investor, whatever. You have to be selling to an inv uh, someone who's going to live there as their principal residence. Now, a lease option is not really a loan. However, it could look like one. I mean, if you did a 20-year loan with a dollar payout at the oh. end, I mean, that, that's really just a disguised loan. But a typical lease option of two or three years um, with a fixed price and maybe even a little bit of rent credit, I know it's arguable someone can call that amortization, but I, I don't see a problem with a short-term lease option being called a disguised loan. So I would argue that... Um, Selling to someone on a lease option wouldn't bring Dodd-Frank into play at all. All right, because we heard from my, my other son that what a lot of people are doing here in the South Bay are uh, rent master leasing expensive places at the beach and then airbnb them out. Right. Uh, I wonder how long, you know, all you have to do is get caught by the, the property manager because someone <laughs> tried to do it in my building right. and they caught him. Yeah, but again, Dodd-Frank wouldn't come into yeah. play on a lease. Uh, even uh, if you master leased it with an option, which wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, a high-end property, you got a motivated seller, you can't really sublet it because there's no spread, uh, but if you could lease it for 5000 a month and then Airbnb on a sublease by the day for ten or twelve grand a month, that's a pretty good strategy. Yeah, that is. So when you're so Dodd-Frank is going to come into play when you're selling to a, an owner-occupant. So how many, if you're using a corporation, which of course you should, anybody does in their own name is an idiot, but... Um, I'm assuming that you're going to do it in an LLC or a corp. Uh, how many are you allowed to get away with before Dodd-Frank comes into play? Well, if you are a person, a trust, or an estate, you get one free pass a year. And that's meant... Trust. I know. Hold on to the trust for a second. Um, what does trust mean? Well, obviously, individual is... You know, mom and pop selling their house with a, either taking back a second mortgage or carrying the full thing, uh, you'd get a free pass one time a year for that. Um, it says individual trust or estate. Now, obviously, estate means estate. What does trust mean? Well, in the plain definition, obviously, it would mean someone's living trust, uh, which is owned by the grantor and so forth. However, Do, however <laughs> does it mean a land trust where the beneficiary is an LLC? I don't know. But I wouldn't push my luck with that using that one over uh, okay. and over and over again. Yeah. I, I mean, Different trust? Yeah, different trusts. I, I don't think – I think you're pushing your luck. Okay. Um, okay. I, now, have I had clients who did one and it was in an LLC and then they put it in a trust and then sold it? Once. Just once. But to do different trusts over and over, I think you're pushing your luck. Okay. Because the rule is if you're a seller and you're not an individual 
estate or trust, i.e. you're a corporation, LLC, limited partnership, then Dodd-Frank kicks in. Now, it, I'll go over the rules in a minute, but if you do more than uh, three a year, then you have to use a licensed mortgage loan originator to originate the loan. We'll get to that in a moment. But most people are not doing more than the one free pass plus the three a year, so that's where most people will be. So as a seller, as an LLC corporation, etc., non-individual, um, Dodd-Frank, first of all, says, number one, if you sell with a, an adjustable rate loan, which you can do, then it has to be fixed for the first five years. So this is an existing loan? No, there'll be a new loan. a new loan. So you create a new loan, either yeah. a seller carry, a wrap, a wraparound land contract. It's all the same. It's all new loans. You have to have it fixed for five years. Uh, you can raise it 2% per year for a total of 6% above the original rate. Uh, so you can go 5% and then 7%, 9%, 11%, and it caps out there. Um, what you cannot do, unfortunately, is balloons, but uh, that's a real pain because if you want a balloon, now you can, you can inadvertently get a balloon by using the rules. So you say, well, if you pay off within the first year, I give you a 10% discount on the principal. If you pay off in the second year and so forth, but after the fifth year, we're going to raise you two points and then they're going to scream help. And once it gets to nine or eleven percent, they're going to refi. Right. So, so effectively, you yeah. can get the five-year balloon. That, but if you want a two-year balloon, that's a tough one. Yeah. You're oh, going to have to good. really figure something out. Now, um, in order to, you must also qualify them. What does qualify that mean? Them. Well, they give you eight factors. I'm not going to go to each one, but it's the typical loan factors uh, like income, credit. Debt, uh, debt to income ratio, time on the job. Uh, I mean, the stuff we would normally do. Exactly. You kind the of stuff that you would, if you, if yeah. you had a half a brain, you'd do anyway. Yeah, right. So, Not like your friend who used right, to do Right, exactly. Got caught. <laughs> got caught. Well, you know, the bigger the down payment, the better the qualification. You can't do that. Um, so th there's no guidelines under, under the statute except for the debt to income ratio. The debt to income ratio is 43% or lower, which most of us would never do that high anyway. I would should, never do it. 35 is it. 35. Yeah, 35 Absolutely. is pretty yeah. typical. Right. Yeah. So that's the only one that gives you guidelines. Everything else is, is just you have to consider these factors. So if you, if you have a little checklist in your file and you said, I need copies of, have them fill out a regular 1003 loan app, a Fannie Mae 1003, um, pull their credit. Uh, two months bank statements or six months bank statements, whatever you feel is appropriate, a couple of pay stubs, a couple of tax returns. Um, and if they used to lease from you, that's that's a history, or they lease from someone else, that's a history. And you put that in your file, and it's as simple as that. I, I, I mean, it's not that hard to comply with, and it's not something you wouldn't really normally do anyway. The only real pain is, the is A, the balloon, and uh, B, um, the inability to uh, raise the interest rate. Now, there's, there's another what? thing called too high, too oh, high, I was oh. going to say. Um, they have what are called high-cost and higher-cost loans. So a higher-cost loan is anything that's more than about 2% above what they're calling the APOR, which is the average, basically, rate on the market. So if the, right, yeah, that's good the average rate on the market is, is let's Four. say, 4%. If you charge more than 6 
then you're getting into what's called a higher cost loan, which is okay. But that, it's, no one's going to do it. Well, you can do 7%, but if you oh, go more than no. 6% above it, yeah. so you go up to 10, and I've seen people do 10, which is, I think, nuts. is foolish. Nuts. because no one wants to pay 10. No. Um, now you get into what's called the high-cost loans, and there's additional rules and regulations yeah. which you don't want to no. deal with. I too think hard. Two, po- po- two points. Two to three points. Certainly Don't jack enough. them on the interest rate. Jack them on the price. Well, <laughs> you can jack them a little more on the price. <laughs> yeah, you can jack them a little more on the price than you both. can on the interest rate. Ten percent, ten percent, and then uh, on the ten percent on the 10, price, and, and, then, and, maybe, and then two points on yeah, the interest that, rate. That's, that's fine. Reason. That's fine. Okay. Now, what happens when you come up with? I remember you used to tell me when we were doing that I shouldn't do this. We did them anyway. Didn't get caught, luckily. But you would tell us that if we were just uh, taking something over subject to, and the interest rate was already too high that we couldn't, you know, make any money at it, then we would just, you know. Assign it, it assign it to someone else. Assign it to someone else. And uh, and just take a fee. And then Dodd Frank would not apply. No, no Dodd Frank. No, no new, new loan. loan. In fact, that's good. I fracked our good friend Bill Gatton. Yeah. And his idea may not be so crazy after all, <laughs> where he basically puts it in a trust and then assigns a trust interest, but he's not creating a new loan. Right. You know, something of that nature. And I. Uh, if Bill's listening, I love you, Bill, but it's a little complicated to explain to people. But uh, but th- it, there is some sense in that. I don't right. think an s- arrangement like that would, would trigger Dodd-Frank. Right. Okay, that's great. And what else? So that's basically what we need to know, right? That's, so that's, that's the gist of it. Um, if you do more than three a year, now you're getting into uh, the need for a licensed mortgage loan originator. And it's it's actually not a difficult task to do. The, the problem is, is people having find, ha- have trouble finding someone who says they're willing to do it because they right. think it's so risky or so crazy. And um, before Dodd-Frank came out, the SAFE Act came out first. And the SAFE Act was a state-by-state rule that said you had to have a mortgage loan originator for all your loans. Ugh. So uh, during that time period, I went down the hall. I knew a mortgage broker. And I said, what would you charge me to originate an owner carry loan. He says, what do I do? I said, just put the information into your software and spit me out a quarter inch of paperwork and I'll pay you 500 bucks. He said, deal. Oh, so good. no big deal. They're going to print out all the, yeah, it. they'll print out a 1003 and, a, and this and that. And, and it's not hard. It's not oh, difficult. Okay. One more question. Suppose you form a different LLC. Can you do a couple? That's a good the- question. I know. So it, what seems to be less clear, but I think uh, probably passable because there's no specific or even implied rule that says otherwise, that let's say you did an LLC and did three deals a year, another LLC, three deals a year. I think for now that'll fly until they decide to clarify these rules or until Trump decides to overturn the whole thing. Uh, But I think you can get away with that. Could you just uh, make... Or you could become one. Becoming a mortgage loan originator is Uh no harder than becoming a mortgage broker, I mean a real estate broker. It's not that hard. I mean, if, you, if you're going to make a business out of buying and selling owner carry, let's say, 100 times a year, you know, like maybe yeah. a mobile homes. Mobile yeah. homes. The problem is the yeah. mobile homes here, you know, because the cost of origination, if you had to pay a mortgage loan originator, you know, $500 or $1,000 on an $8,000 mobile home deal in Texas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, in California, you should see what our right. mobile homes yeah, are. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's worth it yeah, in it's California. Worth it. Yeah, right. But if you're doing deals in Indiana or Texas yeah. or Oklahoma, where it's a lot cheaper, the, the fees could get cumbersome. Yeah. So this is federal. I mean, the state laws don't differ. Right. It's federal. Now, there's the SAFE Act in each state. And each state has a licensing of mortgage loan originators. And some states, there's a conflict. So, for example, in my state, you can do um, up to three deals a year, without a mortgage loan originator, just like the feds. In Texas, it's five, but then that's the state law, but the federal law says three. 
So which supersedes? Good question. Federal. Federal would Federal. supersede. But okay. if the state one is shorter, so like the state says you get one free exemption and, and the feds under Dodd-Frank say you get three, you got to comply with the state because the state's more restrictive. Oh, okay. I, I, I wouldn't worry so much about the SAFE Act because I don't think they have the money, A, to enforce this thing. Right. Um, and B, um, it's the, the penalty is much worse than Dodd-Frank. If, if, they, if the state says you're acting without a license, they're going to send you a cease and desist letter and say stop doing it. Um, they're not going to arrest you unless you ignore them. Um, with Dodd-Frank, however, if you get someone, you don't comply with it, you flagrantly disregard it, and then you go to evict or foreclose them, they're going to come back and counterclaim against you. Right. Now, they have three years to make the claim under federal law that you scammed them, and most people won't. They'll pass the three years. But six years later, they default, and then you foreclose them. They still have the right to counterclaim. I've heard there's a new cottage industry of attorneys who are looking these things up and saying, 1-800-BAD-LOAN? Yeah, right. <laughs> Something like that. I wouldn't, unless you're prolific, I wouldn't worry about this. Like, if you, if you, if you had, a, like, a manufactured home subdivision, and your deal was selling, or, you know, selling yeah. homes at owner-carry, Right. Uh, you've got a sign, you've got a, uh, out front on the highway, you've got TV, you've got billboards. Yeah. Of course they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Yeah. But the average Joe, I met this guy in Texas. I was speaking at a real estate group, and he had done about 40 of these, and he just completely disregarded it. I said, I said, aren't you worried about – he goes, look, each house is worth about 40 grand. If they sue me, I'll give them the house. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> and this, this, I mean, as if you have separate LLCs, then, right. then uh, there is some sense to that. But – um, look at, let's look at the reality. You sue someone for foreclosure, okay, um, they, for non-payment, and then they're going to go, they don't have money to pay you, so they don't have money to pay a lawyer. Uh, an attorney that knows Dodd-Frank, few and far between, and I'm sure yeah. they're not working on contingency. Yeah. Uh, so what are the odds of, of that happening? Probably slim to none, and probably you could settle it. So, you know, you probably want to stay out of court anyway, give them cash for keys instead of foreclosing anyway. Right. So... I think people worry a little more about Dodd-Frank than they should unless you're selling owner carry to a lot of right. owner occupants. And maybe Trump will dump the whole thing and then we won't have to worry about Your it. Your lip to Trump's ears. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thanks, Bill. That really cleared things up. And uh, guys, is really list. if you want to have more information, you always go to uh, Bill's website, which is? LegalWiz.com. LegalWiz.com. And he's got all kinds of more information about everything. So um, he's my guy. Thank you. Uh, you okay.